Hi, and welcome to Eat My Words, a twice-monthly Arizona Highways podcast that celebrates Arizona's unique culinary culture. I'm your host, Kelly Vaughn. For this episode of Eat My Words, I'm pleased to introduce my friend Dana Armstrong, a Phoenix's iconic dirty drummer. Dana, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you for thinking of us to be on the show. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the Dirty Drummer is a Phoenix institution. Tell me about when it originated and its history. So in 1975, my dad teamed up with his business partner, Dave Werner. My dad's nickname was Drummer. So he was Frank Armstrong, but um, he got a nickname from his buddies that was based on a fictional novel character called Bulldog Drummond. So he wasn't actually a drummer, which a lot of people ask me about. So he was drummer. Dave's nickname was Dirty Dave, and that's how they got the name. The first one they opened was on McDowell and 34th Avenue. There ultimately was a whole slew of them across the valley, right? Right. There were 14 of them throughout the 80s. And then, um, you know, by the 90s, they started to close or sell. And um, now there's just one left. Awesome. And that is the location at 44th Street and Oak. Yes. And and you teamed up with two of your friends. When was it? 2019? Uh, yeah, January of, of 19. To reopen the drummer, essentially. How much work did you have to do on it? And what was that process like? Oh, that was a huge process. It was not just decorative. It was structural, electrical. It was way more work than we anticipated, even though, you know, we the the property assessed and everything before buying Dave out. When we got in there, it was just, it was, it's an old building. It was built in 1979. And so there was just a lot of repairs to make and equipment to replace, but it was fun. We learned a lot of carpentry. We were, we put all the wood on the walls. I tried to recreate the drummer, how I remembered it as a kid. So creating that feeling came down to not just uh, finding elements like the lamps and the some of the old beer signs, but also redoing all of the floors and the bathrooms in the, in the bar top. And you actually unearthed, you know, some of the original decor from the drummer, right? We did. Yeah. A lot of it. So I think when people walk in to the drummer, we were there last night, it was packed for Burger Tuesday and karaoke night. You see a lot of the same faces when you go in, it seems like it's a real community place. I mean, what's your take on the clientele? Are you seeing people that you remember from being a kid and kind of growing up in the drummer of a lot of those same faces? Absolutely. And that's one of my favorite parts about it, especially during the day. We have some of the same regulars who have been coming in for over 40 years. So you've got Gary and Pablo and Bill, and they all sit in the same section of the bar, which they named Murderer's Row. Back in sometime in the 80s, I guess. So, you know, in the 80s, if I would go there as a kid, my dad would be there hanging out with them, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Yeah, I think it's really fun to kind of have that blend of the old regulars who can tell us all of these stories and have really filled me in on on a lot of the history. Plus, my friends coming in, like you guys, and then other friends, new friends that we've kind of added to the mix. And it's fun to just you know, throw everything together. It's all different ages, all different backgrounds. And it's, it makes for a really eclectic and fun atmosphere. I think it's one of the most Arizona bars that there is. 
Yeah, and it's and it's not just a bar and restaurant either. I mean, it's a place to go watch the Suns play. And I mean, you've been involved in the Valley's music scene for quite a while with Valley Fever. Talk to us a little bit about some of the shows that you're bringing to the drummer, especially now that we seem to be kind of evolving out of this pandemic, nobody going out, shows being canceled, that sort of thing. What's, what does the musical lineup look like at the drummer and why is that important to you? When I bought the drummer in 2019, I, I knew that what I was bringing to the table was kind of the, the music scene that I'd been working in and working on for since 2005. So I had the country music night where I started out as a DJ, just playing old country records, and then eventually added in bands, first local bands and then touring bands from from everywhere. So um, bringing that into the drummer kind of, it brought it full circle for me because my dad was a big country music fan and it kind of adds an element that's neutral, like food and sports and music are all kind of neutral ground. And so I feel that because it's such an eclectic bar, you know, we don't want to, you know, everything's very polarized right now. And so by bringing together uh, these, these activities, it's just uh, makes it a more peaceful place and more inclusive place. Yeah. So uh, the lineup right now, the kind of country music that I'm into is not the new pop country, which I know you know that, but um, so right now we've got this Saturday, for example, we have the, Billy Gunn's band coming up from Tucson. And they're kind of like a honky tonk old style band. And then the following Saturday, we've got Dirt Roads, which is a Navajo country band. So I'm excited about that. It's his second time playing. Katie May, we've got Bria Burns, August Manley, the Wayland Tribute Band. We've It's fun, we, it's eclectic, but it's also kind of based in um, traditional country and all of the same era that I'm trying to capture with the Dirty Drummer and the immersive experience of that. When you walk through the doors, I want it to feel like it did when it first opened. And the one we have opened in 1980, does that make sense? It's just- Totally. And I I think that when you walk through the door, like there's an immediate sense of like nostalgia and that this place is just cool and comfortable. And it doesn't aim to like feed that Scottsdale fine dining scene or anything like that. It's just like a comfortable, awesome place to go watch a show eat a burger which is kind of a staple of the menu everybody loves the burgers at the drummer what's the secret behind the burgers is it just chris at the grill so that's that's another story it's and i'm glad that you said that that makes me feel good that it feels comfortable and i want it to be a a classic place you know a staple that we, we don't have to change the decor or anything it's just it is what it is and the menu is the same. I actually took the old menu that we found and just replicated it. The same with the t-shirts and everything. I mean, like literally the design and everything. So, <laughs> but so the burger, actually my dad was a partner in Harvey's Weinberger before he opened the drummer. So that recipe that we have is actually directly from Harvey's Weinberger. Awesome. Are there- so, it's funny because I, we have a couple regulars, uh, Hannah and Eddie, you might've met them. They haven't been in for a while because they're expecting, but he was a, or is a cook at Harvey's Weinberger and they actually won best burger last year. He and I have talked about the Weinberger and how maybe that's one of Phoenix's staple foods. He would know more than I, 
I do, and he's been researching it for a long time, but the Weinberger might be kind of like a Phoenix original. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I'll have to check that out. What are some of the other menu standouts? Is there something that's more popular than the burger? Is Where is the burger number one? No, actually wings are number one. Aha. Yes. And you offer them in a variety with a variety of sauces and grilled or fried, right? Well, they're all fried. And then you can either have them grilled afterwards or just as is. And then you can get them double dipped. I have tried them grilled only though, by the way, but it takes, you know, it takes a long time to grill. Yeah. (laughs) We we actually did that over the weekend. We grilled some here and like hot wings. Yeah. Well, I did a little bit of a hot wing eating challenge with our neighbor. Mm. We tried a variety of hot sauces. I'm in the process of editing the video. It's very amateur, but pretty amusing. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll be eating wings for a while. Know, but. <laughs> but you can cook them. Do you need a part-time job at all? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to talk to Christian for that one. He, oh, he, I know, was, I he was the grill master. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want our listeners to know most about the Dirty Drummer and what you're trying to accomplish with it? I think that we're trying to just continue a part of Phoenix history that was started in in 1975. And there aren't a lot of long running restaurants and businesses that remain here. And um, we didn't want to see it fall by the wayside and, and be gone like the, like so many have. And so we're doing our best to keep it going in the spirit that they, the original owners had in mind. And, you know, my dad was uh, very inspiring and motivating, and he actually wasn't into red meat and burgers. He, he, I just learned the other night that he put in a salad bar sometime in the early 80s. The, the point is, it's more than just the food and, and this, the sports and the music and the, the booze, you know, it's about uh, the community. And I think that it, we're hoping it's a place where you can bring people from out of town or meet up with your old friends and just have a neutral middle ground because it's geographically in the middle of the city as well. It's you know, if you, whether you're on the West side or Mesa or Tempe or downtown or Scottsdale, it's a great meeting place. And I think that's what we're going for is a, a Phoenix's meeting place. On that perfect bite, Dana Armstrong of the Dirty Drummer. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly. For more information about the Dirty Drummer, visit thedirtydrummer.com. For more information about Arizona Highways, visit arizonahighways.com. This and all episodes produced by Sarah Heater. Until next time, eat my words.